For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. AJ. Yo. Do you feel a little refreshed on this bye week? Are, are you feeling refreshed? Or are, yeah, I needed a bye, bro. I needed it. Yeah, you needed it? Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling I'm, better about myself. I, I'd say the same. I'd say the same over here. Um, feel a little bit better about myself. But actually not really sure we got a bye. So there's that. Um, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on the show. We're going to wrap up the bye by switching things over to the defense side of the ball, D'Amico Ryan's for first year as the uh, DC for these Niners. How's he doing? We'll break all that down uh, and, and some of the top performers on that side of the ball, as well as some things that we, we need to see better from the Niners defensively. So we'll get into all of that. Of course, as always, we like to encourage you and remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review relocated wherever you find your podcast. There's a like button or a follow button. Go ahead and hit that like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service. Also, we are now available on YouTube. So you can go ahead and uh, and subscribe there on YouTube as well. Feel free to get involved in the conversation. Hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on the old Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's Four times for your holy mind. Uh, as always, we are presented by the fine folks over at Bet Online. I should have this thing ready, right? Shouldn't I, Ed? I'm, I'm just thinking you should by now. I thought, Actually, I, thought I did, you, and then you should know it by now. I, I should, right? I should, but that—that's just you know. Sometimes it changes, though. It ch- it changes. Uh, you yeah, know, they, slightly. They want to keep us up to date. Um, and. and it's true. And so the, the, the bet online obviously is the number one spot for all the basketball and, and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe 50. Ah, see, that's new. That's why I had to read this. One. Believe and, and you got to think he would read it before he gets it. <laughs> This, this, we're doing we're doing live podcasting here. I see. Thing, right? I, absolutely. That's just right, right? That's just right. That's better. Believe okay. 50. That's B-L-E-A-V 50. 5-0 as in 50 cent like the rapper. Uh, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. If I go over it beforehand, then that would that that would negate the whole process of what it is that we do here. Our 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 actual pre-show meetings are taking place right now in front of the people, Ed. So, so that would kind of negate the purpose, right? I got it. I, I got it. We we, we do our it. best production live. Yeah, we got to keep it organic, as, that, that, as the kids like. You to say. know what? And that and that's true. That is true. So yeah. for all of you guys, I appreciate all of you guys that have been with us from the very beginning. One thing that we we will start talking, and we realized we were having a pod a pod before the pod, and then a pod after the pod. Yes. Which we still do. Which we still but, do. We still. But do. what I, but what I, what we don't do. I don't like to know what we're going to discuss. Yeah, that's one thing. We we we'll go back and forth and saying we want to touch on this or we want to touch on that, but we never really ask one another how do you feel about certain things because we want you guys to to know it's just it's two dudes talking ball and that's that's how we want to keep it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to know what he's thinking. He doesn't want to know what I'm thinking. That's why no. I, that way it's fresh, right? Someone, someone asked me. Uh, someone texted me uh, the other day and 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 asked me about you know our group chats during the game and and I said we don't even, we don't talk until showtime. Like this is a real yeah. thing. Like we don't like. Yeah. And I and I try not to pick up for the whole week though. But then we talk for like <laughs> then, we, then we talk for three hours in one day. 
This like, is like, very true. Yeah, and and our, our wives have to have to force us to get off the phone with one another. It's, it's really, it, it really, it's it's really it's real that thing. deep. Yeah. It's, it's that deep. It's that deep. It's a real thing. <laughs> Uh, and I try not to read your tweets on game day, game day either. That's that's uh, I try to abstain from that because I know you hold court on Twitter. I try not to read your tweets because I know I know they're your tweets because I know they're all game related, game specific. Anyways, uh, no game to break down from last weekend. Niners, of course, were on the bye. Let's talk about D'Amico Ryan's and this defense. Uh, I must say, I've been thoroughly surprised by the impact this defense has had. Uh, I would say over the course of the last maybe three weeks or so, right? And, and you look at the unit as a whole right now, it's a top 10 unit. I remember way back when we were talking about, about Salah leaving and would this be a top 10 unit this year? And what did I say? you said, yes, I, I said, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I thought middle of the pack, middle of the road, you know, 14, 15 ish, uh, somewhere in the teens is, is kind of where I was thinking they are sixth right now in total defense uh entering uh, and that's with no offensive help whatsoever <laughs> i wanted to say that for the people in the back and all the way in the back all the way in the back i'm sure they, they heard that oh uh, so what you talk, look at what D'Amico ryan's has been able to do um is that the thing that has impressed you the most that that he's been able to do this without getting any help from the offense um, well, the top 10 defense, I'm not shocked or surprised by that. As I said, I, I knew that was going to happen. It's the same thing I said about Salah. Salah became a really good coach when he got some really good dudes in the room. Amazing how that happens, huh? And D'Amico was taking over a room that had some dudes in it. I mean, you you got top-tier frontline guys. You got a top-tier um, second-level guys at the linebacker position. You had top-tier guys on the back end. But so starting out, so that, so looking at what he was taking over, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good unit. That's what I thought. Now, the part that's impressing me about D'Amico is when you started losing guys. How do you fix things? How do you adjust things? How do you want to play your defense? Because your defense is set and you're telling yourself, hey, my number one corner, I feel like uh, JV can cover anybody. So I can, so I'm, I'm going to play this man defense. I'm going to do these things. I'm thinking E-man and I'm looking at his development. I got two corners that can press guys, play man to man out here on the edges. And I can do a lot with the box and load it up with the other nine guys Well, you lost those guys. Um, and then your mindset on my number two guy, you know what? He could be a number one guy. How, how am I going to adjust my defense and play with these guys that are coming in and they don't fully understand the defense because they haven't had enough time to be around. So that adjustment, that's been impressive. That's the part of it. The level of play of the guys, I expected it. They're good. It's a good roster. This is this is truly an underachieving roster. Now, I can't say the defense is underachieving. I mean, you're a top 10 defense. You say, what, currently number six? And you're doing that with your back against the wall a lot. Um, because you're not getting an offense that's sustaining drives, scoring points. You're never getting to play with the with the major lead, so you can pad your stats. You know what I mean? These things are these, these guys aren't playing with a two touchdown, three touchdown lead to where they can get the sack numbers up or your interception numbers up. I mean, they are grinding out playing defense. So that part of it has been very impressive across the board, not just D'Amico, but the guys um on the field as well it when, when i look at this this defense i immediately go to the secondary right and mm -hmm. um you know a large part of the success you have in the passing game obviously is, is those guys on the back end and the thing that surprises me the most this is a top 10 unit but it's also top 10 in passing defense as well and i would have mm -hmm. never get like if you they're they're seventh in in pass defense they're 18th in rush defense we're going to talk about the rushing a little bit later but if you were to ask me before the season, I would have thought those numbers would have been flopped, would have been flipped, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit much better. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Yeah. You wouldn't have. No. No, that, that's why I thought they'd be a top-end defense uh, because I thought the secondary was going to play much better than people thought. You, you know I've always been a big supporter of E-Man. Um, and I was like, he just needs to develop. He just needs time to develop. He's got to learn how to not make the young guy mistakes and everything and, and how to play with the, his skill set. Learn when to grab when to push, uh, when the whole, all these things, it takes time to learn how to do it and play that way. But he's always been in the right position. 
<laughs> he's always where he's supposed to be. So the other stuff, it'll come in time. If you, Because the first step is getting close enough to look. JV was another guy. I knew he played well. So starting out, all of those things happening. Yeah, and you may be saying I'm shocked since those guys got hurt, but I thought you had guys on the edges. Number, number one, if you got guys on the edge that can cover, you got a shot at being a good defense, period. So you definitely got a shot of being a good secondary if you got two guys that can cover. If you got one guy, you got a good chance. If you got two, you can play anybody. And that's what I thought they had. So I'm not, I'm not shocked. Um, and I already mentioned like after the injuries, that's what's impressive to me, what D'Amico has done to figure out how to still be good with the guys that you have left. Yeah, I, I think I'm shocked because I like E-Man, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not – here comes the shade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as high on him as you are, obviously, right? Like, I love E-Man as a number two. I wasn't sure that he could be a number one, right? And obviously, you have your number one guy go down. E-Man, he's got some huge shoes to fill. And so I was I was not sure he could fill those shoes. But so far, you know, I mean, he's held up, right? You know what's funny, man? Let me just say this. Truth be told, if you're number two, you are number one. If you're a num- if you're a number two, you're number one. If you're a number two, um, then you can. So you may not get the title, and people may not dis- discuss you that much. But guess who gets the work? One or two. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get a lot of work at. at, at- there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So if you can't if if you can't hold up, if you because you're going to get the work, you're going to have to make plays. You're going to have to be the guy to get the team off the field. You're going to have to get the ball out of the air to win games. So if you can't hold up, you can't win. And if you can hold up under those circumstances when they are coming at you constantly, that's that's number one type business right there. So that's that's the thing about it, people. So that's why I looked at E-Man. If you're good enough to start, now the question is how good can you be? Because you can't, you, you you know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. cover this guy up. So that's so that's my thing. I, I felt like he could develop into just a solid guy. You're you're a solid guy that I can put it on. Because if, if I'm playing man to man on the left side, more than likely I'm playing man to man on the right side. So I got to have two guys that can get it done. So the question is, what level are those two guys going to get it done at? I, and I that's that's so that's what I'm just saying. If you number number two, you got you got to have number one qualities to, to be called to be considered that guy. Well, I mean, with, with mismatches and stuff and motions and th- and and obviously these OCs are smart, right? They're going to try to line mm-hmm. up their best guys against people that they can they feel like they can exploit or take advantage yeah. of. So so there's there's something to your point there, but at the same time, it's like what else is behind him, right? And so that that depth just got much thinner, you know, yep. with, with JV going down. So. So that that was more or less a, a concern for me. But granted, as you said, like I mean, he's he he's held up. I, I think he's done he's done well. He's he's exceeded expectations that I would say um, I had for him. Uh, and and in this pass defense as a whole, right? For them to be seventh in pass defense, I like salute. You know, tip of the cap to D'Amico. Tip of the cap to that second secondary because it's, it's somewhat been uh, a revolving door on that other side opposite E man right yeah. I mean you had Norman in and out I mean you you've you've been hitting the waiver wire like you you've been all over from yeah. from here to Antarctica and back you know trying to find somebody or a good mix or something um, and and the other part about that is we talked about this before the start of the season they're not really getting their hands on balls right I mean. Oh. They're not. And so, I mean, if there is a concern, I guess that's the concern. But the fact that they're able to do this and not really force the turnovers like you you would have hoped, that to me is even more impressive. Um, they haven't been harassing the have, – they haven't been getting their hands on the ball, but they have been harassing the quarterback. So so that's that's part of the secondary as well. So I, I do have to give, again, D'Amico, how are you going to – how are you going to manufacture – um, the the pass defense when you lose your top guys because when you if you got a dude and I can say you cover that cat and you cover that cat it, it's easy that's easy for any coordinator I, I told you I, I had I, that def, our ninety four defense there were times we we literally had games where out of seventy snaps over fifty snaps were the same defense well it, it didn't matter what the other team was doing like this is what we're gonna do you know you know what we're gonna do we can just do it better than you do what you do. Um, 
And when you when you can do that, that's great. When you can't do that, now how do you manufacture uh, defenses that can harass the quarterback so that he can't just throw to his spots? That's what they've been doing. That's what D'Amico has been dialing up. So, and as we get into that front, so maybe the sack numbers aren't as high as you'd like them, but they're harassing the quarterback. He's sending linebackers and safeties, and he's finding ways to make the quarterback uncomfortable, which lends itself to better pass defense on the back end because the ball is coming out um, and, and it's not coming out accurately. It's not coming out on time. Um, it's having to come out, you know, much earlier than like, um, you know, plays break down because the quarterback has to reload because he's about to get ear hold. All of these things have been helping out defensively. So um, I think that's a big bottle of water. <laughs> or even so <laughs> bigger than your head. Um, so stay hydrated. that's part of it. Stay hydrated. Yeah, stay hydrated. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't help if you got vodka in the bottles. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> I know you. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say hydrated with what? I just said hydrated. <laughs> there can be all types yeah, of hydration situations. That. You know, I'm just telling the people. I'm just telling the people what I know. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> So, so that just happened. Yeah. The um that that front four. Uh, <laughs> you can't talk now. <laughs> We're completely completely flying off the rails here. This 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 is what you get, right? Oh. So so that that, that front four. You don't want to bring it up cocktails. <laughs> well, hey, you know it's five o'clock somewhere, as my wife likes to say. Um. That that front that front that that you talked about, couple guys, D Ford much better than expected, right? Um, much better. Bosa coming yeah. off of the injury, much better, worse, or what you expected from him? Five sacks. I Bosa, yeah, I thought Bosa was gonna be. I thought Bosa was gonna be Bosa, and he's doing. He's harassing the quarterback. He's doing this thing. I, you know, I'm glad that he stopped talking about being held. Um, you know, guess what? Defensive linemen get held. Offensive lineman hold. It might be a family thing, though. You know, I mean, his brother was kind of saying the same stuff. I know, and I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but but that is not valid. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's like a it's like a corner talking about a receiver pushes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah, they push all the time. So you better learn how to pull. There's nothing you can do about it. They are going to push. The refs are going to let them get away with it. They are going to disrupt you. And so rushing the passer, they are going to hold you. Guess what? Don't get held. That, that's all I can tell you. If I'm the coach, I'm going to tell you, don't get held. It's just like coaches used to tell you, you slip down the fields well. You used to play in candlestick and it'd be sloppy and slushy and all of this stuff. And guess what? My DB coach, Ray Rhodes, say, don't slip. You're like, E is wet out here. Don't slip. That was that was the pep talk. <laughs> 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 and my response was, oh, oh, all right, that, that's it. All right, that's all you can do. So you, you, so I'm glad to hear that he stopped complaining about that. It's not going to change a thing. You just have to play through it. Fans can stop talking about the refs that got something against you and all this stuff. Guess what? Every fan base feels exactly the same. Their guy is getting held when he doesn't make the play on that particular play. Guess what? They get held a lot of times when they make the sack. Just like DBs get pushed a lot of times when they make the play. You just, you just got to fight through it and you have to make it. So uh, Bosa is who I, I mean, after a few games, I was like, okay, this guy can play. Like he's, you know, he looks like the number two pick of the draft. That's what a number two is supposed to look like. Um, so if he's healthy, if it's, and I assume when you get back on the field, you're healthy. He got back on the field. So I right, said, so you're right there. See, that's what happened. That's that vodka kicked me in. That big bottle. Look at me. Look at it. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, he's been, there he goes again. People, we may not even make it through the show. Hey. We may not even make it. I want everybody. everybody I'll do my like, best. I'll do my best. Stop your tape right now. and uh, Stop your tape right now and look at the marker to see what time it is and test it. Check him out in another 15, 20 minutes from this point. <laughs> He'll probably be slurring. <laughs> no promises. No. 
If, if guys, if, if we have a Kettle One or Grey Goose uh, sponsorship next week, you guys know why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to to your to your earlier point though, Bosa is well as a byproduct of 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 what you talked about how they're able to get pressure. Right, Bosa's got ten hits on the quarterback. Right, he's got five sacks. Uh, D four right behind him with three sacks, and he's looked just greatly much better than than I anticipated. I mean, there was a part where I mean, we didn't think he was going to play this season, right? That's so, the surprise. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the surprise for me. D Ford, um, Bosa, I expected him to be there. I didn't think you were going to get anything out of um, B Ford and D Ford being back out there. Yeah, that that right there is tremendous. That was um, because that's, huge, that's that was a guy that I don't think concern. anybody was counting on. Yeah, that, that was a huge concern because I remember in the offseason, you know, we, I, I was pushing hard for, you know, Melvin Ingram. He was out there, you know, maybe yeah. get him on a, re, a, a redemption type of year, you know, coming off his worst, his, the worst year of his career, so you can get him in here even. Um, and, and so, but it, you know, it, they they didn't go that route and, and D Ford's come in and, and he's played and he's put the work in. I mean, Kyle, Kyle talks about it all the time, how, you know, from – the entire offseason, you know, he was pretty much there just putting the work in, and, and, and now we're starting to see the benefits. The Let me – you know what? One thing on that, and don't, don't lose your train of thought. I'm going to say this really fast. Uh, what else is a guy supposed to do? That always gets me when they're like, the guy put in the work, and, and he's been, you know, he worked out in the offseason. Well, first of all, you have OTAs, and he gets fined if he's not around. The, the voluntary um, – that the, they're involuntary – well, I think that, I think that's the only part he wasn't at, right? Like I think he was he was he was in the when, building when, the he, whole had, when he had a chance to leave. Yeah, but, I mean, you got to rehab, you got to do stuff, you got to work out. That's just the I can either I can either join Equinox and pay monthly, or I can go to to the facility. I got to work out, so it's, it's dependent. And now these guys are all accustomed because I I didn't work out at the facilities, um, but none of us did back then. Uh, these guys are accustomed to doing it. So everyone's going to show up and you're going to work hard. And I don't know, that, that, that just always gives me when the, when a guy gets a pat on the back for doing his job. Well, I, I, I get, I, I take it as going to work out. Yeah, well, I take it as him attacking the rehab, right? And if he didn't attack the, because if there's doubt that he may not play at all this season, um, then how I took it was him attacking the rehab the, the way that he did uh, you know, not necessarily taking that prognosis or, or diagnosis, whatever to heart, and just kind of just yeah. going after it and attacking the rehab the way he did has sort of allowed him to be able to to get on the floor. I mean, some, something ha- something had to happen. Yeah, well, right? that's all on him. Yeah, well, that, well, that's all on him, and he had to work out and he had to get his body going. Um, I was told when I tore up my shoulder my my second year, uh, second game, game we were winning by three scores with a minute and something left in the game, tore up my shoulder. Um, first, after my surgery, the first thing they told me was that I wouldn't be able to use my arm properly again. That, that was their concern that I wasn't going to be able to use my arm. So in essence, you know, you know, in all practical purposes, I was done playing. So the focus is on just on getting your body back. Right. And then when I asked them why, um, it, and, and this could be D Ford's with D Ford's, um, same situation. When asked why my arm wouldn't function right, um, they were like, the injuries you sustained and the way they were sustained, we haven't seen anyone do that. My response was, so there's nothing structurally wrong that you can see. You're just saying that it, I won't be able to do it because you haven't seen anybody do it. There we go. When I got the answer to that question was yes. Okay, so now let me just go fix myself so I can go play ball. That's probably where D Ford was. Everyone else is telling him it can't be done, but not because there is something structurally wrong. If if you fix, if the doctor put you back together and you're saying everything is put back together, you're just telling me that I won't be able to deal with the pain of the rehab. So that right there, that's a, that's a you issue. That's not a me issue. And that seems to me where D Fort was because all the reports was that he wouldn't be able to play, but everybody forgot to tell D. <laughs> so that's, so that's, again, that's why I'm just like, I, I expect the guy to work hard. I expect him to push himself. You won't, you're not, a, you won't ever be a high level NFL player if that's not how you're built. So that doesn't shock me. And I don't, 
I, I don't know. I guess that's why I just don't give guys a pat on the back for, for working hard and doing his job and, and putting all that effort in. What else are you going to do? But yeah, I, I think that comes from, I mean, that's your experience, right? So you, you, you have that to sort of, to sort of lean off, to, to lean on, right? Like you, ex, you experienced it, you've been told those things. And so you battled it, you overcame it. Right. Um, everybody doesn't have that mindset though, you know? And so I, I think that's where, I can granted. I, I can give you that. I can give you that. But but again, like again, I, I the high end guys. I, I don't see a high end guy that's not built that way. You, you don't you don't get there. You don't you don't get there if you can't deal with with the adversity. You you don't get there if you can't have the because that that's the come that's where the competition is. That's who you're fighting. That's who you're playing against. That's who you're competing against. That's who you're that's who you're trying to be better than today. I got the yes, yesterday you were somewhere today. I got to be better than that guy was right there yesterday. That's, that's what how high end guys are. You're just built that way. And you don't know a difference. You, you don't, you don't know, you don't know the alternative because you've never experienced it. So I, I see what you're saying, but I think, I, I don't think I'm unique in, in, in that mindset. I, I really don't. I, I think most of the guys that play it, you know, that's how they're built. The humility of my man, one Eric Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast. Look at this kicking in. Network. <laughs> he is Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis. <laughs> uh, he's, he's the humble one, folks. The humble one. The humility just shining through your YouTube screens right now. Um, let's get into rushing the game because the, 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 the run defense has been, well, okay. They're 18 right now in rush defense. Uh-huh. The... They actually played well these last three weeks or so, even mm-hmm. holding Arizona under 100 yards rushing. It was the Philly game that really kind of skewed the numbers a little bit where they just couldn't stop the run at all uh, in, in that game. Gave up a season-high 150-plus rushing yards. Um, and so there were times this season where it's like, you know, especially earlier on, just spots in that Detroit game, spots in the Philly game, they're just getting gashed, uh, you know, against mm-hmm. the run. Um how are were those two games just an anomaly? Do do you see what's happened the last three games or so more of a, a trend in 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 the right direction in, in which this team actually is and, and what they can be going forward as as relates to stopping the run, or are we somewhere in the middle? Um, I, I just think that this isn't this is not going to be the two thousand and one Ravens defense against the run. Um, I think I I think we can see what we've seen the last couple of games. I think that can be a consistent way that they will play. I don't think this is gonna, this is not gonna this is not a thumper knock you out run defense. That's that's just not who they are. That's not the guys on the squad. That's not how they play. Um, that that's just that's just not what they're gonna do. Defense still run defense, force and fit. That's that's how it is. Fit first, then the force. Where 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 are you supposed to be? Play your lanes. Be where you're supposed to be. And when it's your time, drop your stinger. That's where the force comes in. Are you willing to drop your stinger? Like we saw some of that stuff early on in the preseason when we were talking about what's his name, um, Thomas. And I, was, and I was just like, that's just that's just not acceptable for a corner. Where you know the first time was like, all right, you can't do it a second time. Like, like, dude, you can't turn down, you can't turn down contact. Um, but but you know, you gotta grow other player and you gotta understand. Like, that's that's simply just not that's not acceptable for a professional defender. You cannot turn it down. <laughs> now, now you may now every guy doesn't go out there seeking it um as often and um directly as other players. But you can't turn it down when it comes your way. This defense, they've been fitting later. The, the reasons that things weren't working in the games that we saw is because guys weren't fitting where they were supposed to fit. That's the number one. Be where you're supposed to be. And then when it's your turn, drop your stinger. As long as you do that, you can keep teams from breakout runs. And if you don't have breakout runs, you're not going to give up a lot of yards. You're just simply not. That I think that they can consistently do. Back to everything else that was saying, you have the guys on the team. And I think D'Amico's doing a very good job of understanding, of explaining to the guys the way they play. And I think that's why they've gotten a little bit more consistent. You had some guys 
um, coming in on the back end, filling in for guys. So you have, so it's still it's getting the understanding of the defense and you something you know we always talk about. Sometimes on the show, after the show, before the show, I'm always talking about the intent. But what's the intent of the play? Why are we running this? What are we trying to show? Why? I'm, why do I need to be here in this situation? Who does it affect if I'm not there? Um, wh why? Why do I have to pause a beat before I take off going here? Um, and understanding that this play is designed and what we're going to do with this stunt, the intent is to cut off everything here so that they have to come back here and you're the free hitter on this play. Drop your stinger. Like, like, like the, the coach is making you the star of this play. Not everybody just watching it. Okay, it was a tackle. But you got to understand that this play is designed for them to see all of that color run run away from it, thinking that they got it made and you're there. So those are the things that I think that you can do with this defense. And and um, D'Amico's been doing, I think they've been doing a pretty good job of that lately. So, and I think you can find ways that you'll see that where they can consistently um, deal with the run. I don't think it's, like I said, it's not the type of defense where they're going to um, scare teams from trying to run the ball. Yeah. And you're going to try to run the ball. But I think it is the type of defense to where guys can get people on the ground. That's all you got to do. You don't have to knock them out. Just get them on the ground. I see all the time when a guy will come in and run hard and, and run over a guy, and you know, like, oh, man, he got trucked. I'm like, I, I saw a tackle. <laughs> he just tackled him. You're like, okay, you you, felt, you got tackled. Tim McDonald's, you tell me all the time. You got to learn. We used to sit there and watch safeties, and he, and he would say it. And I had him explain it to me one day, but he was like, this dude doesn't know how to tackle on his back. And after a while, I realized that. And you've heard me say, like, a safety has to know how to tackle on your back because sometimes it's going to be ugly. When they all pop through and everything's going, that's one thing I love about Jimmy. Jimmy Ward gets a guy on the ground, no matter how it has to look. No matter how. he, he, he some, Sometimes you, you, you're not going to get to blow a guy up. And that's what this defense has. I think you have players that understand right now, I just got to – it's not going to look pretty. I'm going to end up like a bug on the windshield. But after the splat, guess what? We line up again. It's second down. That's all – that's that's what this – I think that's the run defense right there. I don't think we're going to see it um, – I, I don't think we're going to see a game where, where a team just decides, okay, we're just not going to run the ball because we can't run the ball against them. Are you – What you got? Are you surprised? We talked about Talanoa Hofunga a lot uh, in the preseason mm -hmm. and, and maybe him potentially cracking the lineup. Are you surprised we haven't seen more of him? Um, they've been working him in. Um, am I surprised? They've been working him in. I'm not surprised because uh, I, I guess the, let me ask you this question first before I finish answering. Have the safeties played poorly? They have they haven't played poorly. That's that's, that's that's so that's the answer to your question. That's the answer to the question. Because remember, the opportunities are given and taken. Um, the guys that are, that are in front of him have been given that opportunity, and they're taking advantage of the opportunity they've been given. They haven't played poorly. Um, and you and Hufunga's been worked in in the nickel and dime packages. You see him out on the field. Um, he's making his presence known in, in the um, on in teams. Special he's doing that. On special teams, so uh, I'm not I'm not surprised because there haven't been. We just talked about the fact that the secondary is playing well, so they, there hasn't been poor play in the secondary, so there hasn't been a reason to make changes. Yeah, but maybe because um, you're not just going to make them to make them. But is it like at what point is it concerning that you aren't forcing those turnovers? Like, like, would you? Oh, it's always that, that right. That right there is always concerned. Inject, inject some, in, inject some life into that part of your 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 defense. Because I mean, we, I mean, we, we feel oh, like well, he could be a guy that could do that, right? Like, at least that that was his track. Well, remember what I just said. But think about what I just said. He's been on the field, so he hasn't done anything to make them do that. So you're saying why isn't he on the field all the time? Um, like, okay, the the guys that are out there all of the time haven't paid, played poorly. When Hufunga is on the field, um, what play has he made, not special teams or whatever, what play has he made in the secondary that stands out to you? Well, that's what I'm saying. What like, play has he made? That, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. Okay. So that, that's, that's the answer to your question. So 
he hasn't done anything that would say put me on the field. So you don't. So why would I mess up something that's working well? I, I'll go back. Merton Hanks. Merton Hanks. It feels like Merton. When you see this, you know I saved. I saved your career when I, when I came back. Remember that that story I told you about my arm when I was down. Merton was playing corner. I, I, Merton, you're not a corner. You're not a corner. I'm looking right into the. You're not a corner. Um, I saved you. Um, <laughs> you know I love you but I saved you. Um, but Merton made plays. He flashed to a point, he, he had a first rounder in Dana Hall, but Merton, whenever he was on the field, was making plays. He was flashing, he was doing things. So it's like, let's figure out how to get this guy on the field more. So that's that's what happens. Hufunga hasn't done anything. Like, like I just said, I asked you, like, what play has he made in the secondary? I mean, it's, it's a it's a very small sample size, right? So it doesn't matter. But but what I'm saying is, you still you have to do something. Just just like preseason, Hufunga. Why were we on Hufunga? He was flashing, right? Yeah. Well, obviously, he was, he he flashed a lot more with more opportunity. Yeah, but 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 what I'm saying that's what happened, and that's why we were like this guy. And, and what did I say? After week two, I was like, oh, he's making a team. I was like, so now the question is, can he be a starter? Like, can you continue to do things to where, okay, you're getting your hands on the balls. You're doing all these things. He hasn't done that yet. He hasn't done it. So, and the sample size is only going to be as large as you make it. <laughs> that, that's it. It's going to be as large as you make it. Like I say, opportunities are given and taken. So if they give you three plays, you got to do something with those three plays to get six. If they give you six, you got to do something with it to get 12. Uh, or you wait it out until they start giving you more uh, because guys go down, because they just feel like it's your time. But if you want to take more reps, you have to take advantage of the opportunities. You can't say, give me a larger sample size. What you know, I tell you all the time, catch the ones that come to you. You can't catch the ones they don't throw your way. <laughs> very, very, very true. Very true. Um, in terms of uh, Kinlaw, ha have you seen that next? Mm -hmm. Have you seen that next step or a step um, from Kinlaw? I have not. Um, it's funny. I just got off the radio, guys, up in um, um, Indy, and they were talking about Defoe and Kinlaw, and and you know how do I feel about it? Yeah, that's, that's I told them I said, well, number one, I, I said, what well, number one, I, I, it's too, it's too early. I told them number one is too early. And I said, I didn't expect it. And, you know, and I said, when they drafted him, do I think Kenlaw can be a really good player? Yes. Do I think that I think Kenlaw was going to be as good as Buck when they drafted him? No, no. And, that, and that's why I said, I'm like, I didn't expect him to be that same guy. You're talking about a solid top end um, defensive lineman in this league, um, captain of the team that has that has learned the ropes of being a pro. I was like, no, I didn't expect him to be as good as that guy early on. Has Kenlaw taken that next step? I don't think he's settled in because I don't think his body has allowed him to do that just yet. And I still don't know what type player he's going to be. Um, I'll say it here, like the same way I told them. I said, at best, I think it'll be a push. I don't think Ken Law is going to be better. When he hits his peak, I don't think he's going to be better than Buck. Nor do I think when they drafted him, they thought he was going to be better than Defoe. I don't think so. I think at best is going to be a push, which is fine. If they get that, if you get if you get the, the level of play that you had out of Buckner, out of Ken Law here in the next couple of years, then the money on the salary cap and what you'll be able to do moving forward, okay. It makes sense. You you always want to keep them both. And yes, they could have kept it. That had nothing to do with salary cap or anything like that. That's I, you guys, anybody that ever brings up the salary cap, remember salary cap is only an issue when you don't want to keep somebody. It's never an issue. If you want to keep them case in point, I don't think there's ever been a salary cap issue for um, Drew Brees or um, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Um, there would never be, there, I guarantee you, Lamar Jackson won't be a salary cap issue. Um, there's, there's never a problem when, when you don't want, I mean, Drew Brees held the Saints hostage. <laughs> Remember that his contract, before, he held them hostage 
basically. They had to get rid. They won the Super Bowl and had to get rid of their linemen. They had to get rid of their best linebacker. They had to get rid of safety in the center uh, because Drew Brees was like this. I, I'm not playing if I don't get this. So, and it destroyed their cap. Not an issue. So, Buck could have been here. He's not. We know why. And if we don't know why, we'll do that another day. But back to Kinlaw. Um, you know, he hasn't he hasn't taken that next leap just yet. And because and I think he can become I don't know if he's ever going to be this sack guy, but I think he can be this dominant defender up front that will get back to that run game where you were talking about being a bully in the run game that I don't think this defense is right now. A lot of that is going to depend on that big boy moving bodies up front when he gets to where. He's doing what what BY was doing, where BY where you had to put two grown men on BY at all times, or he was gonna just he was just gonna just wreck shop on whatever you were trying to do. Um, and when he and Bubbles were playing side by side, when when he and, and Stubby were both at their best, I mean that you you simply couldn't run, you couldn't run, but you know anything in that center guard exchange. You had to get outside to the tackle. You you were just not coming up the middle between that one and three technique. There was just no way you're going to do it. That's what I want to see if he's going to become that dominant player. Yeah. Uh, he's not there yet, um, but he's young. Yeah, I, I think he has to be that guy, right? Because he he wasn't he wasn't even a big sack guy in college, right? Ten total sacks. Uh, he had a high of six his last year at South Carolina. So I mean that. I don't know that you're, you're that he's ever going to develop into that guy, but as you said, if he can be a run stuffer, he can start moving some bodies around, and you know, I, I think that 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 would be good. Uh, going forward, I think we put a button on this one. This defense, okay. going forward to make the playoffs, what 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 do mm-hmm. we see from this defense? Like, can they can they? I don't want to say that they can stay the same as they are. Like they, because they, obviously right now, I mean, as, as the way they've been playing, I mean, they're under five hundred team right now. So, so what more do we need to see from this defense in order to make the playoffs? Um, if well, if if it's all on the defense, if it's so, if we're sticking to the defense, lead offense out of If it's all on the defense, they won't make the playoffs. Um, there's nothing, and I'm just going off of what I've seen. I've seen these guys. A lot of the guys in this defense, I've seen them play for years now. You don't have guys in the secondary that are um, um, ball hawks. They they don't turn the ball over at a high rate in the secondary. No no one back there in their secondary has been a part of secondaries that have turned the ball over at a high rate. So that's not what they do. There's not an individual player back there that turns the ball over at a high rate consistently. You know, there's no there's nobody back there that's giving you three, four, five interceptions a year. Um, there's no one back there that's giving you, um, you know, three, four, five, six um, cause fumbles or fumble recoveries. There's no one that's giving you touchdowns. They don't have they don't have those guys. No one in the secondary. No one's doing it. So if so if you're putting it on the defense, that is good. But as I said, it's not dominant. It's really good to win games for you and take and take you to the playoffs. If we're, this is going to be a defensive base team, and some teams are, we know that some teams are offensive base, and that's their mindset, that's their philosophy. Um, some are defensive, um, offensive and defensive. You get that part. I, I don't see them doing that because I don't see the players. They're, they're not built that way. They don't go into the season that way. They don't look for guys that way. That that's not how this. That's under John Lynch. Um, he hasn't built a defense that way. They don't turn the ball over a lot. Think about it. That, that's just not that's just not how they play. They play re- really good complementary ball, but they don't have the type guys that take the ball away and score with it. That's just not what they do. So, um, you know, I answered it. Now I answered it at the end. I answered it at the beginning. At, at the end, they 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 won't make the playoffs if it is dependent upon the defense carrying the day. I I mean I agree with you. I think you started off this show by saying that. Uh, they've played this well despite not getting any help from the offense, right? And I think that's a, that's that's a real thing. Now, granted, I mean, there have been some hiccups there. Obviously, the Green Bay game, they did get help, and they just couldn't hold on to it. But um, the, the Detroit game, obviously, offense gave them a lot of help. And then, you know, 
some things happened, some injuries, some guys went down, and then you know you saw the the, the point totals kind of go up the way that they did. But they won, yeah, yeah, but they but they still were able to win. Um, I mean, you only give up 17 points on the road to that high profile Arizona offense and you still lose. Right. Like I, I, you know, that that's tough, right. To have those types of performances. Um, And so I think that being said, it, it, it's, it's hard because I, I, I see what you're saying. And we've been talking about this. We talked about this the entire off season. Like you got to turn the ball over. And this defense just is not – this defense just not turning the ball over. And so um, as solid as they've been, as well as, as they've played, they're unable to get the ball back to the offense. And that is going to be a big thing going forward. Uh, if – I mean, if Jimmy is back or if they decide to go the other direction and, and begin the, the whole Trey Day experience, uh, then it's, it's really going to be even more important um, from that standpoint. And so – um, I think more from a more standpoint, I think I like the way they're trending against the run. I, I think if they continue to be consistent against the pass, I like to see more from Armstead. If I'm honest, I know I'm 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 always on <laughs> I'm always on Armstead, but uh, you, you, got, you, you got I think he's playing. I think Armstead is playing well. I think people are sleeping on Armstead. I think he's played very well this year. Really? Yes. I I, I have not been impressed. Um, Why? Because he doesn't have 18 sacks. He's, well, he's definitely think, been affecting. He's been affecting the quarterback. He's been affecting the passing game. Um, he's he's. I mean, I can think of multiple times that they've gotten off the field on third down because of his pressure, because of the fact that, like I said earlier, he made that quarterback come off his first read or something, and, and he he disrupted the timing of a play. All of those things to me matter. It's not just about what you yeah, put on no, the back of the football card. That, that stuff that, that stuff matters, but. To use a, a basketball analogy here, he's got to be the guy that knocks down the open shot, right? If 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 Steph is is double teamed, I, I got it. He's covered like, and we saw that in nineteen, right? That's how he was able to get this contract because he was the guy that was knocking down the open shots, right? For when uh-huh. Ford and 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 both were going crazy, you know, they had they so much attention was going to them, and the beneficiary of it was Armstead, and we yeah. talked about him. He may not be you know, your, your star player per se, but he's a guy who can be a very good complimentary piece. And so I think from that standpoint, I would like to see more. Cause I think he, I think that's his value. Agreed. Agreed. So now think about what you just said. He can be the complimentary guy when those other guys are getting the double teams and all that stuff. That's not happening. He's getting doubled a lot because he's been playing well. And those other guys are having to and Ford. And Bosa are getting the one-on-ones. That's why I say stop telling me you're getting held and get to the quarterback because they're getting some one-on-ones. <laughs> so, so they're they're not getting doubled every time. And if and if and if Bosa's not getting doubled and double nickel's not getting doubled, somebody they got to be blocking somebody with two. Blocking somebody with two. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I I I I I understand. I, I do understand all that, but I think you're just a hater. I'm not a hater. I just You're hating on nine one. You just said it. I, I don't know that I'm a hater. I just I've You're hating on nine one. I have it's huge okay. expectations. Huge expectations. That doesn't make them realistic just because they're huge. No, but I mean, I they're they're not any different than what he's capable of because, as you said, we've seen him do it before, right? Um, yes, but but there are other um. There, there are other reasons and attributes that have to have to be distributed for that to happen, as we just discussed. You, you know, okay, well, the, the assumption is that the other guys are getting doubled all the time. But I'm telling you, attention's being paid to 91 because he has not played poorly. It, no, he's I, I'm not gonna it, no, he's not lighting it up and leading the league and doing all these things, but he has definitely played better than I think he's getting um credit for that that may be the case i'll uh i think i think we can we'll, we'll table this for a couple weeks and and we'll, <laughs> we'll see and we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see it's like a, a couple you're that, guy. No, a couple you're that reporter that ball players hate uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're that reporter that ballplayers hate that always want to nitpick and stuff. And I, I can, I can, I don't I, give credit for what you, you want to talk guy. about what should be happening instead of what is. Yeah, that's that's I, I just yeah. think there, I think there's another gear. I think there's, there's another level. Oh, the ball player and me hates you. I think, Ooh, I, hate I, I think there's another that's gear. Just, just the ball player. No. The rest of me, the rest of me, the rest of me loves you. All, and and also and we'll talk about this, you know, like I mean we've talked about this in the past. We'll talk about it, you know, later on in the week. I mean, just the whole we'll talk about it. I don't even I don't even want to I don't even want to go there. Um <laughs> people, it's the liquor kicking in. I told you. Yeah, I told you. I told you. I told you he wouldn't be able to have he wouldn't have a coherent thought before we finish this show. You guys thought I was kidding. That's not water in that bottle. <laughs> Look at it. Cheers. <laughs> uh, I think uh I think we've embarrassed I, I think I've embarrassed myself enough. Uh let's see. We got uh Niners Colts coming up later on this week. Um we'll be back later this week to preview that one. Uh be a be a big time affair. Another Sunday night affair. And uh Niners gotta get back on the winning track. So we'll we'll be back later this week to break that one down. Uh, as always, feel free to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Also, on YouTube, feel free to go ahead and subscribe there as well. You know, when you subscribe, ED, as soon as this thing posts, you get a notification. That's the beauty of subscribing. So you, you'll never miss. You'll never miss yes. it, right? As soon as it posts. So no matter if I post this thing at 3 in the afternoon or 3 in the morning, you will get a notification. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button, that follow button, that like button. Uh, as well, hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock. Lean back, man. I'm sorry. Lean back. I'm trying to no, know. Lean back. Not into the camera. Oh, is that McDowell's? Is that McDowell's? McDowell's. <laughs> okay. McDowell's. <laughs> I thought that was McDowell's. Home of the Big Mick. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I thought that's what they were. have no seeds. That's right. That's right. <laughs> don't do that. If you got there and you don't know, shame on you. Shame, on, shame, shame, shame on you. Um, uh, yeah, but hit us up on social media. I'm at R. Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four times for your holy month. Uh, so, for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see you later this week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.